Hey everyone, welcome to Murder, She Spoke, the Murder, She Wrote themed podcast. Um, Today's episode, we're doing season 2, episode 22, If the Frame Fits. Um, Starts off with Norman Lloyd, um, who's playing Lloyd Marcus, and Angela Lansbury, of course, playing Jessica Fletcher. Um, The beginning is very interesting because um, she's in the car with this guy, um, Lloyd, and they walk into his mansion, like this beautiful mansion, and he, um, she said that she received the, um, and read the murder mystery manuscript he sent, and he's like, she's kind of playing it off that she really thinks he wrote the manuscript, um, but he said it's a friend's manuscript and that it's really good and he had to send it off to her, but she's like, I don't know, I think it's yours. <laughs> Um, in the scene, they, um, they enter the house, and he calls for his butler, but then he realizes he gave him the night off, but you see someone, uh, stealing a painting, cutting it out of the frame, um, but he isn't caught yet. I assume he will be, maybe. Um, and they stand in front of a painting, and it's just splatter work, kind of like a Jackson Pollock. Um, and the, uh, Lloyd states that, they all look the same to him. He's not the collector of that. So, yeah. So, they decide to, at this late hour, discuss the manuscript that he sent her. Um, apparently, she's been staying at the mansion with him. So, she goes into the library where um, the manuscript, she left her copy of the manuscript. Um, and she goes in, the thief hides behind a curtain, has his exacto knife ready to uh, probably kill her, but she doesn't even notice him. She grabs her manuscript and leaves, so he doesn't take any action. Um, okay, so the next part I want to discuss is when they're in the kitchen, um, the wallpaper. Okay, I know the kitchens are technically for wealthy people, um, people in, um, stately mansions, stuff like that, everywhere else is gorgeous except the kitchen, because the kitchens are for the cooks, as the saying goes, um, but, like, the kitchen is just the horrible wallpaper, very shitty, older, I I guess it's not an old refrigerator, because this was filmed in, like, the 80s, so I guess it's normal, but, like, even the fruit in the basket, fake plants, it's all very tacky compared to, the uh the rest of the house um which i find interesting in the kitchen it's established that the there the art thief is um a serial art thief the the thefts have all the same mo's um no fingerprints um wait what did it say hold on Every three months, no clues. Um, so that I'm sure will be important later on in the episode. Um, the next, um, then uh, the uh, the houseman, the butler comes in, and he, he's kind of being melodramatic. The he's I don't know if it's bad acting, or it's um. They're trying to elude that he should be the sus. He, the viewer should 
view him as the head suspect at the moment. Um, because there is a difference between, um, I find a lot of times in Murder, She Wrote, the acting is good, so bad acting never really plays a part into who you think, um, the murderer could be. Um, so either he is playing a very, very stereotypical British butler, um, or the viewers want him, or the, uh, creator of the show wants him to be listed as the first suspect, which it seems to be the case, because, um, when he entered, they were like, you know, where have you been, and Jessica was like, listen, he, he, uh, he has a key to the house, he wouldn't need to break in, and then they found, like, a little strip underneath the, uh, strip of tape on the front, on the back kitchen door that, um, that disengaged the lock, so that's their first clue. So we're introduced to Julia, who is uh, Lloyd's daughter, um, and we're also introduced to the mayor slash insurance salesman for the paintings that have been stolen, and his wife, and they are wearing the tackiest of outfits, and then, so, you can tell that Lloyd is, like, dignified old money, sort of, um, it's almost like he was old money, but lived with some, like, lived around really tacky people, so he does have some tacky, poor, like, stereotypical poor person tendencies, like, you know, like, in the scene, I think it's eight minutes and 58 seconds in, he's wearing, like, this ugly, ugly shirt, um, and a tan suit, and he doesn't exactly look dignified in this particular scene, um, that might be on purpose, um, especially because he's wearing, like, a light brown suit with a black tie. I feel like he's supposed to look chintzy, um, because in the scene, that that's literally what it's all about. Um, the mayor and his wife are wearing such tacky 80s clothes, and then his daughter comes in, and she's not wearing, like, the worst outfit, but then she's acting like such, like, a poor person who became rich and then is judging every single person ever, um, which I don't find typically the case. Her, her attitude typically doesn't go with... It just makes me think that Lloyd isn't... It just doesn't make sense. It's almost like Lloyd isn't wealthy and he never was, or they got a bunch of money recently because his daughter is acting like the worst new rich snob. Um, but their house looks like they've had it for decades and that he's old money. So it might be just the area they live that, who knows, maybe she, I don't know, it may be just bad costuming. I'm not sure yet, but it just, um, it doesn't play off right, which may be a good thing because we've seen a lot of murder episodes, not just in Murder, She Wrote, but in everywhere else where the, um, you know, the rich guy is stereotypically rich and they look like rich and they have good taste. And maybe this is a rich guy that has terrible taste because he clearly doesn't understand art or, or painting. So, this may be a case of a truly rich man has been rich for generations, but has horrible taste. Um, or he married a woman who had horrible taste and it just infiltrated them. 
So that's what I noticed in this particular scene. Also, how petty um, his daughter Julia is. And he's just like, you know, you're being so crass. And she's like, and he said, you know, ever since you got married, you've been like really essentially like gross. Um, and she's like, well, you don't like my husband. So blah, 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 blah. Um, so I can't wait to meet the husband. Ugh. So the next thing she says to Jessica is, come on, Jessica, I'll show you how the leisure class lives. And Jessica just looks at the guy like, oh my gosh, like, because firstly, Jessica is wealthy. Um, and anyone who's like bragging about their wealth is clearly not established wealth. And Jessica just looks at the guy and the guy's just like, oh, fuck. Um, nothing's worse than a th- woman in her late 20s, early 30s, who in the 80s, who just came into money and is flaunting it everywhere. Um, same with men, though, too. Like, early, early, early 30s, late 20s, 80s, in the 1980s, flaunting their wealth is nothing's more obnoxious. Um, okay, so they're out near the golf course, and Binky is driving, uh, the golf cart like a madman, and the girl inside it is, I think, Ellen, um, so yeah, um, I think it might be just the 80s is super chintzy, because, like, he acts just like a snobby country club boy who's a member, um, but what they're wearing it looks so cheap and I think that just might be the 80s clothing so yikes um anyway but he looks um I don't know why I'm stuck on this but I am um what he's wearing is okay but like the golf bag and the golf cart and what the lady's wearing and the visor it's all so cheap um so I may be focused on the wrong aspect here but we'll see um Binky seems like he has a great personality. Um, he came off the golf cart joking around, um, clearly, uh, harassing slash flirting with the, um, the lady he was driving with. So, I think I'm right on the right path here. This whole episode screams upper class, lower class, nouveau riche, um, classes battling each other um they're at the table and it's julie um i think julie is your name or julie i can't remember uh the father lloyd and jessica and she's just like jessica's such a classy lady if she just keeps her mouth shut and um julie is like i want a martini make it a double blah 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 blah, blah. um trying to like throw her choice in her father's face like but without saying it like such a trashy (laughs) trashy thing to do and also like um the uh binky wanted to have a as uh suggested having a um a dinner party for jessica that night and then lloyd is like but what about the manuscript like jessica is not allowed to have any fun ever um, it's very, and even Binky was like, yeah, the manuscript your friend wrote, and then you winked at Jessica. Um, so, like, clearly they're on the same wavelength there. Okay, so, um, Julie's husband and, 
arrives with a lady. I think it's her, her sister. Um, they both come in, and it's definitely, they're definitely trying to emphasize in this episode. I keep saying this, like, every minute, um, because I keep questioning myself. I'm like, am I focusing on the whole class dynamic too much? But I'm not, because the next scene is all lavish. Um, they're at, uh, Binky's house. There's nothing tacky in sight. They're all wearing very elegant clothing, uh, for the most part. Um, Binky is sitting in a gorgeous chair. They have a silver service set, um, gorgeous artwork, of course. Um, and he's telling an amusing anecdote about Hemingway. Um, so, so far there's no information regarding the thefts, really. And this makes me wonder, is this just a class piece? Okay, so they're driving home from the party, and she had to tell Lloyd that he's not really a good mystery writer, but without telling Lloyd, because he was saying that his friend uh, was the one who wrote it, so she was saying her fr- his friend should not be a mystery writer, um, which really hurt his feelings, because it was really him. I'm. It's pretty much obvious now. Um and Jessica was saying that uh, he should write what he knows. Um, and then while they're driving, Lloyd notices that Jessica's uh, front door is wide open to her house because they live, like, right next to each other. Um, which I find suspicious. I mean, I guess he was looking at his daughter's house. But it's weird that the angle in which that they were driving, like, it's kind of like looking uphill... I don't know if I would have noticed that, but maybe he was really checking out the house. But also, he was driving, so, like, I find that weird. Um, but it could be just, like, a bad camera shot, um, to make it look more awkward than it really was. Um, but I have yet to find any bad plot points, bad camera angles, um, any scenario where the story just doesn't make sense, um... So I feel like that has to play into it a little bit. Um, so they get into Ju- uh, Julia's house. And she's lying right there on the carpet. And she's been strangled to death. But um, they noticed that the clock was shattered on the mantle. But there was no struggle. And that there's no sign of a struggle. She was been strangled. But also there's a cut mark on her neck. And... Usually with strangling, there aren't cut marks. They're, like, strangle, like, rug burns on a person's neck. But it could have, like, you know, cut open. I'm not sure how that works, but from what I know, I don't think that you can get, um, fresh cuts, sliced cuts, um, from that. Um, and then Jessica noticed that, um that uh, Julia was holding a button and it was a button with her husband's initials on it and then the husband comes in who's not we- he's not wearing the suit with the buttons um so he comes in uh, also her father mentions that he got that suit um in Italy or something with the buttons with his monogram on them um and then he comes in and then he- they're like you killed you know, the father Lloyd is like, you killed my daughter. And he's like devastated that Julia's dead. 
Um, so then they go up to the co- um to his wardrobe, and he gets out the jacket, um, and the button is missing, and he's just so confused. Um, to me right now, I have like a really weird like, it's weird because the button was found, and then Lloyd immediately knew where it was from. It could be suspicious, or they are all related. It could be that he knows other people's business, and he knew about the jacket with the buttons because it was so special. And they taught they probably uh, they probably showed it off a billion times. So, um, but I'm kind of suspicious of Lloyd at this point. Also, Jessica's freaking dress is gorgeous. So they're in the closet and. Um, he says he was at a business dinner, and then, um, Lloyd is like, there's no business dinner that lasts till 1 a.m. You're probably with some tramp, and he goes to lunch at, um, his son-in-law, and Jessica catches him, and she's like, Lloyd, no. Honestly, Jessica's acting, uh, Angela Lansbury's acting is just the fucking greatest. Um, so now we're in Jessica's house, I think, still. And we cut to, um, Lloyd is in his pajamas, which I had to comment on this, a smoking dressing gown sort of deal, like a smoking jacket, but it's a robe. Um, I'm a huge fan of smoking jackets, smoking shoes, like that whole aesthetic spot on. Okay, so what we found out now is that, um... They, Julia and Granger signed a prenup so that every, if she died, he would not get a penny and that her father ensured that would happen. Um, her sis, Julia's sister was dating, um, Granger before they, that Granger met Julia. And then once her sister introduced them, they, I guess things kind of ended with them and he started dating Julia um, but then, apparently, he's still seeing, um, at night, her sister, and then, um, that cheap guy who's the mayor, he, um, he signed a huge life insurance policy, um, the day after Granger and Julia got married, that he would get, like, a whole bunch of, like, millions of dollars, um, which makes me think that he wouldn't get anything in the prenup, but then he would get a bunch of money in the life insurance policy, but then if he killed her, he wouldn't get anything. So it makes it look like, why would he kill her? Because he wouldn't get anything from it. He wouldn't get any money. He's already cheating on her, so like it's not like he's suffering with her, really. I mean, if he wanted to leave her for her sister, it wouldn't have been a big deal because they have the same amount of money. Um, and he would keep his same lifestyle, so it doesn't make any sense that he would do it. But it does make me wonder, the way they said um, that they said that um, he held the life insurance policy and the way Lloyd has been acting about Granger... It makes me wonder that, like, if Julia wasn't killed, like, if she was killed, and then 
her father came across the body and then grabbed one of those buttons and put it in her hand to frame Granger, even though he knew Granger didn't do it, just so that he could be rid of Granger because his daughter had already died. So, and I think he knew that he Granger liked his other daughter. So essentially he used Julia's death to frame Granger, but I don't think he killed her, obviously. Um, but that's what I'm thinking right now. The next scene, Jessica is with the detective in Julia's house. Um, and they're looking at a painting. And then it's, um, then she realizes that, um, Lloyd, who doesn't understand that each painting looks the same, so the painting that she noticed in his house was now hanging in Julia's house, which didn't make any sense. So she decided to, um, she called him out on it and said that you were there and you found Julia's dead body when you went to get them or something happened. You found Julia's body and decided that you were going to, um, frame her husband for the murder. Um, and that's what happened. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about um, is Jessica going to the country club and the, like, um, the lady there who is the, like, um, like, activities director or whatever, um, Jessica put it together that she was the one there with, um, Julia's husband the night that she was killed, um, and she, and she plays the card, like, I wouldn't spread around, you know, like, I wouldn't talk, you know, say gossip around, like, you know, you know, blah, 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 and Jessica's, and she was, like, it might, could be embarrassing, like, trying to make it seem like Jessica will look like an idiot, and then Jessica was, like, embarrassing for who? Like, that line, the way she just owns someone who tries to make, like, Jessica look like the fool, but Jessica just fucking shuts him down every time, and I love her so much. So, in the end, what happened was, Lloyd went into his daughter's house, saw her body, um, saw that it was, saw the room was completely destroyed, the painting was gone, so he fixed up the room, replaced the painting with a painting of his own, um, so it looked like there wasn't a break-in or there wasn't a struggle. And then he went and grabbed one of the buttons off of her husband's coat and placed it in, um, in her hand and then left. And then, so when they found the body, it looked like that, how he set it up. But really what happened was, um... Binky was the art thief, and honestly, how he was arrested and how, like, dignified he was and how amused he was with Jessica figuring it out, I just really like that character. It's really funny. Um, so then, um, really what happened was the husband framed, the husband killed Julia, 
and then made it look like the art thief killed her. But then Lloyd came in after that and made it look like her husband killed her. So it was really weird because there are like three levels to that. But we eventually find out that the husband did in fact kill her for the life insurance policy. And um, he was in fact the cruel person his his father-in-law Lloyd thought he was. He revealed at the end that he didn't love the sister. He was just fucking with her for, you know, like, and he didn't love jewelry. He just loved, he just wanted the money, and he, he was very cruel about it, so. Lloyd was right in the end. Um. So crazy. But it was a really good episode. I really liked it. A lot of twists and turns. Um. He was ended up, he ended up getting caught because of the pizza cutter. Um, which I find really funny. Um, so yeah, that was a pretty good episode. Um, I'm not sure which episode we're gonna do next, but thanks for listening to the Murder She Spoke podcast.